Good evening, folks, and welcome back to yet another episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy Devin Hine, and we are back to our usual setup. So I am across from the, the mm-hmm. table from Mr. Luke Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hi, folks. Well, as you guys might have heard, our boys pulled out a 36 to 28 victory over the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. But before we get into our usual game dissection, there's some uh, some news that Luke and I wanted to share with you guys, our loyal listeners. Yeah, yeah, we we have come across some interesting information about the podcast. So last week, if you remember, we were at Luke's in-law, father-in-law's house. Like, yeah. It took me a while to get over there. So once we finished recording, we were trying to upload our episode and we had some difficulties because apparently... We're just a content machine. Yeah, we're just too big, apparently. We're, we're putting out too long episodes, so we had to upgrade our data plan or something. So while I'm struggling with that, you could say I was pulling an Amari Rogers and muffing it a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. It took me a little bit of time. But so while I was doing that and struggling with that, Luke was looking at some logistics of the show and found some pretty fascinating facts. Yeah, so obviously we expected from the start, right, that we would have a very small, maybe not even loyal following, right? Which we do appreciate. You guys have been extremely loyal, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely, and I I love every one of you for it. But it's a little bit broader reach than I think I anticipated. Oh, yeah, I, I thought for the entirety of our podcast... We would be able to, like, label and count all the people that were listening to the show, <laughs> which is perfectly yeah. okay. We've always yeah, said I was fine with that. This is very self-serving. You know, we enjoy yeah. when people say nice things about the show, but we really do it for us. A hundred percent. We'd be doing this anyways, essentially. Yeah, if we had four listeners and they were all paid family, <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah, no problem. But our reach is a little bit bigger than that, uh, which shocks me. Actually, looking at it, we are not just in the state of Illinois, which is 100% where I thought we were going to be, right? Our listeners are not just from Illinois, unless you have some family not in Illinois. So I have, my sister's in Michigan, so I know that for the for the Michigan views or listens, yeah. that's probably her. Hey, I'll take it. But the rest of these states, man, I got nothing. Right, we got, we got Colorado, Texas, like I don't know anybody in any of these places. Georgia too? Georgia, right? Georgia, New York, uh, all that good stuff. So that's awesome. But really... The one that just boggles my mind. Bum, bum, bum. Three in Germany, right? We got Germany. Dankeschön, mein Freunds. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I have no idea how you found us. Uh, that must have been a really deep dive on all things, either cheese or Packers. One of the two, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what to do with that information besides say uh, thank you, and I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it was definitely a plot twist I was not expecting. No, we're worldwide, man. International. Happy I got to use what little snippets I remember from uh, German in high school. Yeah, yeah, you put it to very good use there, my friend. That's about as useful as it's been, unfortunately. But yeah, again, thank you for, not only for all our loyal listeners, for spreading the word about the show, for continuing to listen, but then also to our friends in Germany and all across the country. Thank you for, for coming back each week. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Back to our game. Back to our game. Oh, wait. No, I'm going to hit pause. Okay. We're pausing. Because you made the email account officially. I did. I did. So if anybody has any questions, comments, or concerns, or wants to ask us anything, feel free to email us at southofthecheddarcurtain at gmail.com. 
How classy, right? <laughs> Look at that. What a creative name. Where'd you get it right? from? <laughs> we'll never know. So feel free to reach out if, if anybody would like to. Yeah, please do. You'll get a shout out on the show. It'll be great. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to it. Okay. Now we go back to the now, now we can talk about talk about that wonderful game. So this past Sunday, I unfortunately had to work as, as I've had so many uh, Packer games. So Luke was texting with ferocity. All the updates I could ever yeah, ask for. Yeah, my fingers were on fire. <laughs> Which I greatly appreciate. No problem. Always have. So with you being the one who actually watched the game live. Yeah. In its entirety. Mm-hmm. I did. I want you to start the analysis off tonight. Okay, well, I'm just going to do a kind of a brief overview of of how I was feeling, right? Kind of a little game flow. Go for it. Um, it was interesting. It was, a, it was an interesting game. Obviously, it ended very well for us, but... It felt like the score was nowhere near accurate. I think you said at one point, we're blowing them out, but it, yeah. the score doesn't show it. Right. We never, I mean, there was a brief period in time where we went up by quite a bit, but outside of that, I mean, they were always just kind of hanging around due to some miscues on our part, mm-hmm. a couple good splash plays on their part, um, but really the the defense set the tone right away. I guess the defense and Lions' Matt Stafford has rejoined, which is interesting. Re-entered the chat. Yes, he has. He has re-entered the chat because he, oof, he looked rough. But um, so I, I appreciated that from him. That was a little throwback, and I, that was nice. Um, but the defense looked great, and we got that. We got a strip sack right off the bat. Huge play. Huge by play. Huge play. And then we got what I'm sure we'll go into. We got the the Aaron Rodgers run in. That was amazing. How are your ankles, Jalen Ramsey? Right. Second, How are you feeling? Second time in two games against against the Rams, we get somebody with that. Um, like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But it felt like from that, as soon as those two things happened, I was like, oh, man, we got this. Like, things are going our way. It feels like one of those games with the Packers where when they just they start hot, and then they're just gonna they going to pour it on. Like, when we start that way. And especially when it's not just offensively, when the defense steps up and makes a big play, it's like, okay, here we go. Which is a stark contrast from the Mike McCarthy era. Oh, God, yeah. As I remember, specifically, we'd go up, you know, like 21-3, and then it's just vanilla game plan and prevent the win defense. Right, and, and we'd win like 23-20. Yeah. yeah. And our hearts definitely uh, were put through the ringer more Absolutely. times than they should have been. Absolutely. And this year's had kind of shades of that compared mm-hmm. to last year. Obviously, the defense has played a much bigger and better role this year. But the game was never truly in doubt. It got a little nervous at points. But it felt like we could have hung 45 on these guys. It felt like we should have hung 45 on these guys. Well, we had, what, three red zone trips and ended in field goals. Yeah. And a fourth at, as I'm sure we'll discuss more. Yeah. Yeah. The field goal. The field goal. The field that, goal. That was missed. Yeah. So we easily should have been in the 40s. Easily, I think. Plus, I mean, watching between watching the film again today and just your your text during the game, you know, it kind of felt like that we spotted the Rams their first ten points. We did, yeah, we absolutely did. So it was a feeling of okay, if we stop shooting ourselves in the foot, I mean, you have the the muff pump by Cobb. Yeah, Ugh, man, that was not rough. great, not great. Um, but on that bomb to to Van Jefferson, it, it was a great throw by Stafford. Good play by Jefferson. But I, I don't think Sully falls down most of the time in that situation. You know? Yeah, you're right. Nine times out of ten, he at least makes the tackle. 
makes the tackle and the offense has to go 30 or 40 more yards right it's completely different than him just kind of randomly falling down next to the receiver as as he goes in or maybe he even falls in down into the receiver you get defensive pass interference whatever they still got to go 30 yards so yeah some flukiness going on there for sure but interesting game it definitely felt like from the get-go we were definitely the better team 100 percent we showed that we are a significantly better team than the Rams, which is great after everything they've done recently. Yeah, between you know trading for Von Miller, getting OBJ. Did we talk about last week? I'm guessing we didn't. The uh, the Devontae and OBJ trash talk? No, but it was glorious. So for those of you who may not remember, the Packers and the Rams were the were the last two teams fighting for OBJ. Right. Right. They were the two teams he was going to go to. OBJ obviously shows the Rams. So this past week before the game, Odell Beckham hits up Devontae, and he's like, hey, you want to do a jersey swap? Like, got to get that jersey. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Two, historically, I'm, I was going to say two great wide receivers. Not probably true anymore, but two historically really good wide receivers. One Hall of Fame receiver, one receiver who had a really nice catch once. Okay, he had a couple good years, but yeah, fair enough. And Devontae claps back, why don't you go do a jersey swap with your boy Cooper Cup? Because obviously he's your boy, not me. It was something along those lines. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Hats off to Devontae. But yeah, I mean, between them adding Von Miller, because their their thing was always they have Aaron Donald in the middle. If you get Mm -hmm. another exterior pass rusher, imagine what you could do to offenses. Yeah, Leonard Floyd's been doing good. So you think you add even another one, right? And Von Miller carries a lot of prestige with that name. You think they're going to absolutely wreck people. And then adding OBJ, which in hindsight now is a little less impactful than it would have been because Robert Woods goes down then right away. Right. I think that's a net negative still. I would agree with that. But it's still better than no Robert Woods, no OBJ. I think anyways. I think so. I mean, granted, it was in garbage time, but he still had a, nice, a few nice plays. Yeah, he did. I'd still take him over Van Jefferson. I think so. I think so. Anything um, stick out to you about the offense in particular, since we've kind of been focusing a little bit more on the defense? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, we have to talk about it. First score of the game. That amazing play by Aaron Rodgers. Yes, yes, yes. First and foremost. Dude's got like a broken toe, right? Not a COVID toe. We were were very clear. Oh, God. Yeah. The feet in the press conference. Oh, man. Yeah, I had a few coworkers give me shit about that. I was like, COVID toe? I didn't even look. I know it's just stupid. I didn't yeah. even, I had to look it up at work when people were roasting me for it. Anyways, so clearly he's got a foot issue, right? Which makes you think that he's not going to be quite as mobile. He was limping around a little bit at the end of last week, limping around a little bit at the end of this week. But that was a designed RPO. He's come out and said this during mm-hmm. the Pat McAfee show, right? That was designed run or pass to the left, but to, out to Devontae. Instead, my man sees that someone kind of bumped out to the left. I think he said it was four on three, so he wasn't going to make that throw out to the flat. No. He sees Aaron Donald lining up directly to split the double team, just come straight up the A-gap. He's like, oh, that's not good. Thank you, Lucas Patrick. (laughs) Appreciate it. That's not good. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull this thing at like 37 years old. I'm going to hope no one's out there. And guess who's out there? Jalen Ramsey. The best athlete on the field, probably. Who's one of, definitely the best on the defense. And definitely the loudest with shit talk. 
Oh, 100%. He's a talker. And, like, I appreciate that about Jalen Ramsey, if we're being honest. But pulls it, and who's he see across from? The best athlete on the defense. Like, oh, great. Now what? We pump fake to absolutely nobody, which is a great move as a quarterback. But like he said, like Roger said, Beckham's not, or not Beckham, uh, Ramsey's not going to know. No, there's no way for him to know that someone's not leaking out, right? Backside tight end or something coming out. That happens all the time mm-hmm. in those kind of plays. So give me old pump fake to nobody. Just make him flat-footed. And he didn't jump like Leonard Floyd did last year with all those great memes. But <laughs> <laughs> he didn't jump. He made him pause for a second. And then he outran him, kind of, to the edge. Ramsey grabs him by the shoulder pads, gets flown out the side of the end zone. And then you get that great picture, if you haven't seen it yet, look it up. Where Aaron Rodgers has like his hands behind him, and Jalen Ramsey is just like lying on the ground in the distance, off in the distance, and it's it's amazing. That was such a great play, and especially with all the news this week being about his toe, right? To just come out out the gates, first drive, thirty-seven year old doing an RPO on a bum toe against yeah. an All-Pro corner. Yeah. I mean, he's still, I would say, top three in the league. Yeah, yeah, and he's just, nah. You know what? I'm just gonna pull this and run, just for funsies. Loved it. If he doesn't do the pump fake there, I would say 99 times out of 100, he does not get that. Yeah, I, the only thing I can think of is if if maybe he did some co- sort of juke back into the middle and dove or something like that, where he get, he's going to get hit, but you're kind of reaching out. You see him do that kind of thing before. But outside of that, I mean, use that pump fake. If you're a quarterback, you've got to use that pump fake. And I love when Aaron does it across the line of scrimmage because he'll do that as well. A lot of Brett quarterbacks used to do that too. Younger guys have been yeah. doing it because of Rodgers. Right. Even if you're five yards past the line of scrimmage, pump fake, doesn't matter. Justin Herbert did it. I swear to God, he was 15 yards. And you know what? It, it probably works. It does every time. Because the defense just immediately thinks that you're going to throw no matter what. You're you're trained to jump. You're yep. trained to put your hands up in the air and to fight right. the pass. And that's that's a muscle memory. It's a hard thing to, exactly. to snap out exactly. of. Exactly. So I loved that first and foremost. Outside of that, another really strong game from Rodgers. Going to kind of start with him. Love some of the stuff I saw. Specifically. Sorry, just love. Jordan Love. Just Okay, okay. Sorry, my puns. They, they've, been, they've been a lot lately. Okay. So, anyways, I, great, I liked a lot what he was doing. <laughs> uh, especially on third and short, right? How, how many times over the years, especially recently, have we seen it's like third and one? Okay, you think, oh, maybe we'll run a slant to Devontae. We're going to run it up the gut. Something like that, right? Maybe slant cop, cop going down the flat. Something of that nature. And then what do we do? Oh, let's bomb at 50 yards and complete down the sideline. All the time. It feels like all the time. But this game, we finally started to hit those plays. Kind of, those turned from, yeah, I know. Devin's making a face over that. Yeah, I know. MVS was, was pretty I'm good sorry, at that. what's his name? I'm, I'm going to go with MVS still. Randy. <clears throat> Uh, hit one to Devante, that kind of thing. So, I mean, they're absolute daggers to the defense, right? Because you're hoping, same thing. You hope you get a stop. You're, okay, they're probably going to do front the middle, do a little something, run a slant, let's be aggressive, and they bomb one behind you. Demoralizing, absolutely demoralizing. Loved, loved, loved that. Especially on one play, this was absolutely genius offensive scheming. And I believe I texted in the chat about it where Ramsey did not play one-on-one against Devontae a lot. He did, but not all the time, right? They had him in the slot a lot, that kind of thing. Devontae lines up in the slot. 
Ramsey's one-on-one with him. Don't they move somebody over? Yep, to- and then they bump Josiah out, out wide. Ramsey has to follow him because that's the, the way the defensive scheme's set up. And LaFleur knows that. Which is just hilarious because, hey, Josiah had a nice game. He had a key fourth down, but it's still Josiah DeGuara, tight end, we're hoping does something versus the best receiver in the NFL. Like, the be- yeah. Who yeah. should Ramsey be covering? 100% Devontae. And then Devontae just, just whoops the guy. Oh, yeah. Goes deep on him. It was like a what, like almost like a fade. Yeah, yeah, from to the corner. Yeah, from the slot. I mean, it, was, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, so loved, loved, loved that taking advantage of what you know the defense is going to do in certain situations and getting your guy off of their guy. What do they always say with coaching? It's all about putting your guys in the best position to win to make plays. Exactly, exactly. And then even when he was lined up against Jalen Ramsey, still beat him. Still beat him on a couple third downs, getting across his face. I think you use the phrase taking his lunch or taking his lunch yeah. money or something. Yeah, I mean, he he whooped up on Jalen Ramsey. He did last year as well. I mean, it's a good matchup for Devontae. And I'd be remiss if it had not mentioned, not only did Rodgers have a great game. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, first half MVP, easily. Easily. 95 yards, right? Like, he looked great. And that one place specifically, it looked vintage Randall Cobb. So as I said earlier, right, Luke is texting me updates. And for the play where Cobb went for, what, 60 yards or something? Yeah. yeah. Just the way he said it, he was like, made many Rams miss. <laughs> Just Many Rams ended up on the ground on that play. Yeah, I was like, what they, are you talking about? They didn't really touch Randall. They just ended up on the ground. They hit each other. It, it was phenomenal. It made me really... Reminisce about the good old days with young Randall Cobb. That little, run after uh, the catch. That Bears 2013. Absolutely. Or, or the, the comeback when Rodgers gets hurt and comes back yep. in. I mean, those yep. plays where Cobb just gets off script. Yep. Slithers through the middle of the field. God knows how. Cobb has never been the fastest guy on the field, right? But he he just finds a way. He's got great vision. He knows when to cut. He's very agile. He is. And he'll just, like you said, slither. He'll just weave his way all the way down the field. I mean, it feels... It feels like someone that's a little bit older than that everybody else are playing on defense. You just kind of outmaneuver everybody the whole time. And you just never get touched. You're like, all right, yeah, I'm better than you. And and he has that ability. It was great to see that. It was great to see him really step up. Obviously, hoping he comes back for the next game. Bye comes at a good time for him. Yeah, so he uh, he had dinged with a groin injury. Now, you saw it groin injury. Was he yeah. able to walk off or was he carted off? He walked off. He actually came back. And then he left again. And then he didn't come back. Like he came back and played? Yeah. Okay. Like a player too. So the Packers, have, as you guys may know, have had a slew of injuries this year. So we've had plenty of opportunities to be chomping at the bit after a game when we see somebody go down and then we get to catch Matt LaFleur postgame. And he would not say anything about Cobb's injury. No, which is not a great sign. Not a good sign. So Luke and I were discussing before the show, you know, it's a difference. If we lose him for a couple of weeks, it's not great. But this is someone that I really want to stay for the playoff run. I mean, all season he is so outperformed. I know my expectations for him. Yeah, I, th- I mean, you almost thought, and and I think I I brought up the counterpoints of this a little bit that maybe he's he plays more of a big dog role, right? Where he's just kind of there to to make Rogers happy and and teach Amari at that point. It's kind of been reversed. I mean, we Omari hasn't done anything, and Randall's looked great. 
yeah, Randall Cobb has been, at least in the passing game, I think the second best option. You're talking about big third down plays, fourth down plays, you know, where you need a conversion. Everything he catches is first down. That's what it feels like every yeah. single time. Because defenses would, you know, double, triple Devontae, and then Cobb just eats. And yep. in a lot of his conversion plays, they're contested catches. Mm-hmm. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. So he's not burning by people. Nope. He's just a savvy veteran who knows how to move the sticks. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great to see him break out again. Really hope, really hope he can come back. Agreed, because that'd be a major blow, especially for the playoff run. Yep. He had a nice game. Of course, I got to give a little love to my boy Marquez. Not the flashiest game, but four catches, 50 yards. Yeah, he had like a 28-yarder or something like that. I mean, he had a nice downfield downfield catch. And even if it isn't an 80-yard touchdown, it's still that timing right. on, a, on a route on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Calling it a bomb feels a little dramatic because it didn't go that far. Right. But it's still that sort of shot play where just once a game, just twice a game, just so the defense has to defenses like in future weeks have to worry about it have right to worry about it you yeah. have to worry about you know Devonte and cobb and dylan and jones and then oh by the way there's there's marquez flying by you yeah just streaking right past you and pick your poison and like you said the timing right that's super important because we were missing all those shots early rogers was just not hitting him in stride he was overthrowing everything it felt like we think of the first game that punt that he had against the saints yeah just Ooh. absolute arm punt but it feels like a lot of that's kind of coming back, right? Rogers getting more dialed in with the timing. Um, with him, with Devontae, things are starting to look a lot better, a lot smoother, a lot more like last year, uh, which is great to see given how well our defense has played. We definitely got a couple things we also need to bring up offensively. I think the running game was really interesting. I don't know how much of that you caught, but Aaron Jones was very involved early on. The game started like normal, right? He, he started... They did their little alternate series thing, and then he just went away. And I texted you at some point saying that he looks explosive. I mean, he looked good because he had one longish run. I don't remember exactly how long it was. None of our runs were long, but one of the classic ones where we just kind of squirted through and showed some explosion. Uh, eight. Eight, eight yards. yards was a long run. Oof. But, hey, it looked good. It was a good-looking run. He looked healthy. And I know that overall the run game didn't do a ton, but we really stuck to it, which was very interesting, especially once Aaron Jones went out and just became the A.J. Dillon show. Because uh, that's what it turned into, right? Like, he had 20 carries, I think, something like that. A.J. Dillon. And I loved that despite that the we did not absolutely destroy them on the ground, we did not get away from it either. Precisely. I mean, teams in shootout games will often abandon the run. 100%. Which, as we've talked about in previous episodes, when you're facing good pass rush, when you have an offensive line that is... Yeah, I don't want to say suspect. I don't, I don't want to say outmatched, but right. going into this game, we're definitely all worried. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, all these guys. And Elton's out forever now. And Jenkins, or not Jenkins, saying the same person twice. <laughs> Bacchari's in back. Yeah, I mean, Josh. he plays every position, so you could just say him five times. <laughs> you could. <laughs> we would never lose a game if we had him in five spots. Uh, Josh Myers isn't back yet. So this offensive line, maybe suspect isn't isn't the best word. That's the one that I'm going to use. On paper, they, they are suspect, I'm sure. As we've talked about, a good way to help a offensive line to help pass protect better is to allow them to fire off in the run 
mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you have to keep them. Um, you keep them pushing forward. You keep the defense on their toes, right? At right. some point, then if you keep running the ball, maybe your opponent has to bring in another safety in the box so you don't have the two-safety look. There's a whole slew of reasons that we've gone over a few times now, I think. We have. About why you need to keep running the ball. This is a great example of that. We had 30 rushes for a total of 92 yards. That's that's 2.9 yards a carry. That's not going to get it done. But like you said, I was, I was so did. happy that we ran the ball. Yeah, we just kept doing it, and A.J. Dillon looked looked great. And there was that one play, I, I hope you you saw it, where he just he destroyed Rap the safety. And that's the safety I really liked. Uh, Taylor Rapp coming out of college, really good, versatile young player, right? We thought we were going to take him. I, I wanted to. Um, in hindsight, I, I like who we have. But <laughs> we did. We did. He was definitely something a lot of Packer fans were interested in. And he just destroyed that young man. I mean, and he didn't have a huge run-up. It's not like he was. this was happening 20 yards downfield or anything. But props to Rapp for coming up and trying to make that tackle. But he got destroyed. Absolutely truck-sticked. If we're thinking about Taylor Rapp, though, this is a guy that, as Packer fans, if we would want him, that probably means that, what, he is good in coverage. Yes. He's not the biggest cat. So I'm not surprised that A.J. Dillon trucked him. It was glorious, though. But I agree. You have to give the kid props at least trying to make that tackle. Just back to your point about Aaron Jones, I wonder, too, if, I mean, he was just back from injury. You know, he's probably on somewhat of a pitch count, and... With how well the offense was humming, even without big contributions from him or the running game in general, I agree with LaFleur's decision to, I don't want to say pull him, but yeah. But yeah, kind of pull the rest of the second half. For sure. I just thought it was fascinating that they started like normal, right? It didn't seem to start on a pitch count. That's the interesting part. Like, I bet, you know, if you looked it up, you'd probably get all 10 of those carries in the first half. I mean, he just wasn't in the second half. Maybe he felt a little tweaked or yeah. they just decided yeah. to, they saw something and said, you know what, screw it. Let's just shut her down. It's not worth it. AJ's got this. Which is interesting that you said it was probably just in the first half because that there was no Patrick Taylor. It was just AJ Dillon. Yep, that's it. That's all we had. However, we also had, we had a lot of Randall Cobb in the backfield this game. That's something that, that I would be very, very remiss if I did not bring up, because that was a beautiful thing. It's something we've talked about. We keep expecting it to be Amari Rodgers, and just isn't. So clearly they don't trust him. It's like the reverse, right? Where you think that Amari Rodgers is the washed-up guy who doesn't have a big ceiling. Correct. Because Randall Cobb is coming and doing all his things. And even better than just Randall Cobb was the fact that Randall Cobb, A.J. Dillon, and Daryl Henderson Jr., so suck that one was the Rams, all scored on the exact same play. The Texas route, I believe. It was amazing. And I called that out during the game to my family that was here watching with me. And I was like, "This, I, lo- I loved this route of Madden. It works every time if you have an athletic running back, right? Even if you don't. Are you starting with Eddie Lacy? Score, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, sir, what an athlete that man was. Eddie Lacy? He just, he danced at 300 pounds. He danced... <laughs> In the China buffets, Luke. Hey, hey, hey. He he did good things for us. We can't bash him too much. Mm, I can do a bit of bashing, but let's let's pause and go back. Because you know, we, we talk about our, our high concept stuff. Yeah. Our Packer plays. And I always like to, you know, explain it to the folks a little bit. So for those of you who don't know what a Texas route is. 
It's usually run by a running back out of the backfield, usually in a shotgun formation. Mm-hmm. So in, yeah, it was, it was Cobb once and then it was Dylan the other time. So they, and Henderson in between. And Henderson in between. It was a little sandwich. <laughs> it was. So what happens is the running back, after the ball is snapped, goes, like, runs towards the sideline. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to go out and just like a little running back flat route, right? Which yeah. happens all often, the time. All the time. So defense is, you know, used to that look, and they're going to take him to the outside. And then he breaks back towards the middle and turns into almost like a slant. It's a, kind of a double move play. And it usually works pretty well because the linebackers are caught a step off and yeah. they can yeah. fit it in. That's exactly and it's a, it's a play designed to kind of get the ball five to eight yards downfield and then kind of let the running back, hopefully you're on a one-on-one matchup with the linebacker at that point, generally, and kind of make something happen. And, and all three teams ran it inside the 10-yard line and it worked every time. Especially Which, with Dylan because he – he puts his foot in the ground, and then he turns in, and he's got some head of steam on him. Like, yeah, what are you I, do I about knew it? he was getting in the end zone. Yes, 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 you did, and thank you because my fantasy teams appreciated it. Same here, man. I got <laughs> Dylan too. So, I mean, we love him as a player. We but do. We'd be lying to you guys if we said we didn't extra appreciate his talents. Yeah, and honestly, we're him. owners of AJ Dylan in multiple ways, right? Mm, I mean, I haven't got my plaque yet. Okay, so well, I'm uh, a little suspect. Team owner, and then fantasy team owner. And should be team owner. Oh, maybe team owner. I'm going to see if I can find a contact number and give them a call. Yeah, I think you should at this point. I don't know what's going on. Some other guys that didn't maybe have huge statistical games on offense, but I still think need to be mentioned. Josiah DeGuara, uh, I want to say was in the first half. He had the fourth down. I feel like you're just going to talk about him every week regardless of what happens. <laughs> I want him to do something, Luke. Okay. And he did. He did. He had that conversion. And he did, although I did have to laugh. I caught that Joe Buck was like, and Rogers hits Dugara of all targets. <laughs> it's like, all right, Joe Buck. That was directed straight at you. Devin. What did Josiah ever do to you? <laughs> Nothing, because he doesn't Nothing. do much in general. Okay. <laughs> no, but hey, we love him. Uh, you love we, him. I was going to say, we? We love, love him? him? I'm not there I yet. I don't know if I'd love him. I just wanted to do something. EQ continues to look good in the snaps that he gets. Yeah. I think that if Cobb is out, for whatever amount of time, that that means that EQ steps up and he gets those snaps. I agree, and obviously, they're nowhere near the same kind of player, so the packages may be slightly different or whatever. But I would agree that I would expect his snap count to rise without a doubt. He's been playing hungry, man. Like I said last week, he's, he's playing good. with a lot of fire. He's looked he, good. He almost had a hell of a catch. I saw that and like double covers. The ball was bounced around a few times. Would have been like a, a sports center catch for years. It would have been. It would have been. A lot of people out there talking about how, you know, maybe he should play, replace Lazard because Lazard hasn't been doing a ton. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we necessarily take it that far, especially everything Lazard brings blocking. I was just going to say, Lazard is an absolute presence in yeah. the run game. Like he, he is. He punishes people, and he chips well. And it's not like that we've thrown the ball and he's had plenty of drops. Just because he isn't getting the ball doesn't mean he's – his performance has dipped all of a sudden. Right. It feels like he isn't quite taking advantage of the opportunities like he did last year. However, I don't think he's a net negative or anything yet. Heavens no. No. It's like you have, you know, Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb and MVS and Dylan and Jones. I was going to say, both running backs who are very good catchers at the football. You got a lot of mouths to feed. You do. You do. And especially... You design some plays like screens and whatnot to Alan Lazard's side because he's that good of a blocker. Correct. 
He's a team player. He's blue collar. I, I don't want to see any snaps taken away from him. Absolutely not. We also, before we get to defense, and we do need to get to defense, we need to give a little shout-out to the O-line. Because once again, they played out of their minds. These patchwork Packers. Just... Patchwork Packers. I'm glad you finally we got that straightened out, not we whatever you, you said the second time you said it. Um, yeah. It, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Let's play a little quiz game here. Okay. How many sacks did Aaron Donald have? Zero. How many sacks did Von Miller have? Zero. How many sacks did Leonard Floyd have? Zero. It was that other guy. It was <laughs> that other guy on a scramble, which is funny because yeah. after the game, Rodgers went up to him and he's like, man, you got the only sack. He's like, oh, that counted? <laughs> he didn't even know. Well, if he was like, it, if Rodgers fell down literally like a foot further forward, it wouldn't have, right? Because he got he got back to the line of scrimmage, so technically it's a sack. But if he would gained any yards at all, he was very close to it, it wouldn't have counted. So that, that doesn't even count, That's really. a sack with an asterisk, in my right. opinion. Like, counts for the stats, yes. But when you're watching the game, you're not like, oh, somebody let up a sack. No. No, our boys held up. No one got beat. And that's amazing. Now, like we've talked about before, there's some chipping. There's a lot of adjustments by Rodgers at the line. He calls protections, which is something that I think more and more quarterbacks are starting to. Used to be back in the day, you'd see a lot of centers like Jeff Saturday or something like that be calling out all the protections and slides and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's all Aaron. It's all him, which at this point makes perfect sense because you're just rotating young young guys in front of him. He does such a good job of that, but also you don't want to take anything away from those young guys who are just playing phenomenal. After right the now. game, Rogers said that he completely forgot that Yash was playing, which is the biggest compliment you can give. Correct, considering he was against Leonard Floyd and uh, Von Miller the entire game. That's insane. And you're not going to get help from, I mean, you... You have Rush coming up the middle there, and Donald with I I think the weakest spot is guard yeah. and center right now, left yeah, guard and center. So you're you're not going to get help from the guard on no. Quinn because he has his hands full. Right, Newman, uh, Patrick, they both played well. They stepped up. Did you see at one point <laughs> Donald got so frustrated that he choked out Lucas Patrick? Lucas Patrick. Why Why does he keep doing that to us, man? I mean, because he's, he's frustrated, dude. Like you said, him and both Donald and Ramsey. What is it? Eating their lunch? Yeah. Like you said last week, we did it to both of them again. We did again. And in last year, right? Aaron Donald was hurt in that playoff game. Our boy Elton just destroyed him playing and play out. And you're like, okay, okay, coming in this year. This is much worse because it's not our boy Elton. It's not the, no. the pro bowler, all pro. That can play literally any position. It's not Aaron Donald's hurt. It's him at full strength. It's, our offensive line, who in theory, not great. I mean, he, we've been ragging on Royce Newman a little bit, right, in recent years, in recent weeks, but he did fine. And you know Aaron Donald was going against him at least sometimes. Oh, I'm they sure line they up. lined him up exactly on him to take advantage of that matchup. Exactly. I know and, I would. Yeah, 100%. And nothing came of it. So just great, great, great play from the offensive line. And honestly, it makes me kind of question what we're going to do going forward. Obviously, box our left tackle for as long as humanly possible. We have no idea what Elton's going to do, realistically, where we're going to put him. Billy Turner's been playing great. But if you have a tackle who's playing as well as Yash is right now. Here's the thing. I what think are you Yash do? can only play left. I heard that today. From Aaron Nagler of Packers Media, because I'm not going to be 
copywriting bullshit. I, I appreciate you you crediting your sources as someone who went to journalism school. Appreciate that. Of course, man. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure that give it giving give it time, and they'll be shouting out to us too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's open, but long term. That's an interesting, interesting problem to have. It's a really good problem to have. It's a very good problem to have. But, you know, when his contract's up, what do you do? Are, are you going to be able to re-sign him as a backup tackle? Yash? Yeah. I think it's going to be tough. Especially or is someone going to watch this tape and be like, no, dude, he is my left tackle. Someone is going to pay him money. I would think so. If he was a swing tackle... I could potentially see us trying to give him some money, right? And Yashim's like a really humble guy, so I could see him yeah. within reason maybe taking just, a pay cut to stay with the team. Maybe he takes over after Billy Turner leaves. He's been playing great, though. Like Everyone logically is just like, let's put Elton at right tackle because you want your tackles to be as strong as possible. Billy Turner's been playing the best football of his career. We're not going to move him. Yeah, someone was soon. saying that today, too. Like we should move... Turn him back to guard, and I was like, "No, he is much better as a tackle." Yeah, let Elton just eat everyone's lunch as a guard and center right now. Maybe you play him at center, Elton. Yeah, no, because I think Josh Myers was money before. We have but until Josh Myers comes back. Josh Myers is coming back before Elton is, bro. True. Elton true, is done true, for the season. True. Did you forget. Yeah, I got too excited about Elton. That's my bad. About Elton. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got too excited. No, that's next year. That's next that's year's excitement. That's something that is a concrete thing that we can be excited can. about for next year. We can. I mean, this offensive line, I don't know what we're going to do with all these great pieces. Good problem to have. Good problem can to I have. Can I tangent there for a second? You can't tangent. I was saying that that's something that we can solidly look forward to. Yeah. For next year. You know, for a couple of weeks now, a part of me has been really wishing that it was just the playoffs already. Yeah. Because it feels like every game, somebody else goes down. We're hoping Cobb isn't done for the season, right? I, I imagine he's not, but you don't know. But it seems like every game, somebody gets hurt. Thankfully, Savage is okay after that cheap shot in the onside kick. It's ridiculous. Just some absolute bullshit. If you guys missed it, I guess I wouldn't say go watch it, but Savage got helmet to helmet. Spear. Oh, he got destroyed. When the game's like out of reach. And even, even if it wasn't like that... That is not going to help you recover that kick. No, I would like to say, hope be a little bit more aware in those situations. You know what they're doing. That dude's job is to come and destroy you. Yeah, I didn't love Savage being there. No. I guess Amos was too, though, because you have to have people that are not, I guess, Vernon Scott isn't even playing. I love Henry Black, but I don't know if I trust him in that spot. I definitely do not trust Henry Black in that spot. So while part of me wants it to be the playoffs... You know, yeah. and so we stop getting people hurt. Guys, this is other, you know, possibility of this dark cloud of next season. Mm-hmm. Where we don't know what's going to happen to Aaron. We don't. We're in salary cap hell. I mean, it kind of goes one of two ways, right? I think where Aaron goes, Devontae goes. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So if we lose both of them, then we might have enough salary cap to keep a lot of our guys, to keep a lot of the team around Jordan Love and build for the future. Like, we might be able to keep Campbell, and now we might have to keep Razul Douglas. <laughs> Cornerback out of the blue, <laughs> Razul Douglas. So, there's just there's also that thought in my head about, like, we don't know what's going to happen next year. No. 
there are going to be some definite hard changes either way, which are going to result in a lesser team going forward. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that to be a Debbie Downer. I'm trying to point out that we need to be enjoying this while we can, because I doubt we're going to have the same success next year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just kill the vibes. I'm sorry. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You just kind of made me very sad all of a sudden. Um, but I don't yeah. think you're wrong. Glass half full, bro. We gotta be, we gotta be enjoying it. Enjoy the now. Enjoy the now. I mean, that's a good metaphor for life in general. You're welcome. South of Cheddar Curtain, Packers content, life coaching ideas. You're welcome. We're here for you, people. Be here now. Be here now. Be in the moment. Be present. Be part of Aaron Rodgers Book Club, and you'd get that reference. That's one of the books in You in his read? Book club. Yeah. No, when? Since when do you read? Since I was a child, like most people. Did you actually read the book or did you, was that the title of it? No, that was just the title of it. So, <laughs> did you read any of his books? No. I don't think I ever said I did. This is another instance where the fact that this is not a live video feed really doesn't do the show justice because I am looking away disparagingly, a little disturbed as well. You're acting like you read them, and I know you didn't. Well, no. I know I didn't read them, but I'm not coming over here as Captain Judgment like, oh, if, if you read the books, you would know, Devin, like you did. It was a little Easter egg. Mm. A little Easter egg. Just not for Devin. <laughs> not for Devin. Oh, I digress. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Back, back to my depressing take. You were saying. Yeah, so that's mm, something I don't want to think about, first and foremost. But also, I agree. We need to focus on what we have because we don't know how long we're going to have it. I think that's something that really hit home for a lot of people over this last offseason. Um, we've had 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. We're not going to get it for another 30 years. We may not get it for another year, right? So enjoy what we have. Should I look up to see how old Matt Flynn is? Maybe he can come <laughs> back and do something nice for us. Okay, calm down. But uh, so, yeah, we have to enjoy what we have. And to be fair, though, this team is only as good as they are because of pieces that we didn't think were going to be as good as they are. I was just going to jump on that. So Campbell. Great example. Rasul Douglas, great example. Rasul mother flipping Douglas. God, he's so good. How about this guy, right? You know, you think that after that play in Arizona, that, you know, he's already a legend for this season, yep. right? Comes yep. in against the Rams. We've talked about matchups, right? Rasul's a little bit of a bigger corner, a little on the slow side. Mm-hmm. So you're playing the Cardinals, like, oh, AJ Green's an easy matchup. If we play the Bucks down the road. 6-3 Mike Evans. Easy Perfect. matchup. It's easy. You know, where are you going to put him? In this Rams game, who, yeah. do you, who do you put him on? I don't like him on anybody. Right? Um, I was going to say Robert Woods, but he's gone. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup are both smaller, better route runners. I mean, Cooper shifty. Cup's not smaller, but yeah, I get where we're going. He's more shifty. My yeah. apologies. Sorry, Cooper Cup, if you you know, calling you short. My bad. So, but Razul balls out. Obviously, yeah. he has the pick six, which Wayne Larry called it as the dagger, which it was it. in the Loved third it. quarter. Beautiful. The kind of aggressiveness out of somebody who isn't one of your frontline superstars. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of like a Tremont Williams, Sam Shields 
type of those thing. guys, yeah. Because he just he knew exactly what to look for. Like he said post game that uh, one of their coaches had shown him that look. Like, hey, this is a play like to run. Be ready for it. And Douglas knew it right away. Also, great coaching, right? Shout out to the coaching there. I mean, he didn't even just have that that pick six, right? He that went along with six tackles and four passes defended. That's really which impressive. is a lot. Four passes defended, folks, is a right. lot. And he had the, he had a great one over the middle on kind of like a diving reach around thing. I, he played really, really well. He did get burned that one time, right? He did get beat deep. I would like to see the defensive play call on that one. I'm guessing it was like cover one. So they they go right back to him. Yeah. With like a sluggo, right? Where it was not even a sluggo. It was like a like a sit, almost like a curl yeah. route. And then, and then send Beckham back up. And that was the curl part was the part where he got the pick six on. So then you play fake it. And then Beckham goes. Amos got beat on that as well. He bit. Yeah, I was a little confused by Amos biting so early on that because if it was that route, uh, what's it? Douglas had it covered. Yeah, he's right there. So you don't need to have two people bite on the same thing. Whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. It was garbage time. As we were saying before the show, I mean, Matt Stafford is the greatest garbage time quarterback that we have ever seen in our lives. So when he threw for what, another touchdown or two before the game ended, I, I wasn't I wasn't upset. It's what he does. 100%. I mean, just looking at him, his stats are very similar to Rodgers. But you know if you watch the game, he played nowhere near the level of Aaron Rodgers. Before the blown coverage pass to Beckham, he had like 170 yards passing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They very all came pedestrian. at the end. Oh, and oh, by the way, in the 170 yards, well, then, 65 of them were to the, the Van Jefferson fall-down coverage play. By Sully, yeah. Yeah. I know they're they're the sexy team, the NFC, because they added all these pieces, but they're just not cohesive. No, it's just not working right now for them. Do I expect them to get it together and, and still be a formidable foe for the playoffs? Absolutely. Of course, because I'm not going to sit here and talk a lot of shit, which, oh, by the way, might be why we won. <laughs> Because I made sure at the end of the last episode I was very, you know, even keel about my right, prediction and whatnot. Right. I appreciate that. Obviously, all the Packer players listening. All of them. All the players that listen to our show. I mean, the other teams must use it for, like, bulletin board material. Clearly. I'm sure that's what it is. Devin. <laughs> Chris Hogan before the Saints game. That little bastard. <laughs> I'm going to go off on him now. And that he did. He so, did much nicer. He did much more calm with I, my. This is working a lot better for us. So I appreciate that. It is. It is. So Rasul Douglas played great. Played his played his heart out. I mean, even Rashawn Gary only had one sack, but that strip sack of Stafford in the first was quarter was huge. It was amazing. Like you said, the game felt different than the score showed. Absolutely, and that really set the tone. I agree. How many? How many times can we say that in a big game, in a playoff-feeling game, that the defense set the tone and got us going? Never. Basically never. I mean, that that's very rare. And, and the fact that this team has that ability, I think, is what really will allow us to take that next step. I mean, we have not seen – this is probably the closest we've been, but we have not seen what I feel like a really, really good game out of us. I think there's still more, right? We're still wanting a little bit at the end of these. This has been close, but 
I think we still have an extra gear. And I think the defense being able to, to kind of carry us through the times where we don't have that offensively is why this team is so much more well-rounded than we have been in the past. And I think why I'm so excited for the future. I also want to point out how well Kenny, Cl- Kenny Clark and Amos played. Amos had that, that bad beat, but he also had an absolute incredible stuff on fourth and one. In the first quarter, Oh, right? my God. That to was huge. To give us the ball back? To give us the ball back. And that was when they went for, went for it on fourth down on, like, the 30-yard line. Yeah, that was a, a little questionable. Yeah, a little questionable. But Amos just came up, oh, out of nowhere. Just mm, loved it. Loved it. Stopped I, him cold. I had a late takeaway after the game about that, that Rams going for it on that fourth down. You know, it sends a message. It feels desperate. It feels desperate, exactly. Like McVay knew that they were in trouble. And he was going to have to score a lot. Right. I mean, you can silver lining it and be like, oh, no, it's because I have so much faith in my offense. Like, bro, no. Like, that's no, not. Not on the 30-yard line in the first quarter. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> he knew he was in trouble. Which, as, as Packer fans, I think has to be really encouraging for us. I agree. I agree. And this is now, what, the second time in a row that Kenny Clark has outplayed Aaron Donald head-to-head? That's something, obviously, there's going to be a lot of Stafford Rodgers, all that kind of stuff. But Kenny Clark played really well. And he makes such a difference when he's making impactful plays up the middle. He won't have the numbers for it. No. But for people that really watch and understand the game, he should get votes for defensive MVP. Uh, He's, yeah, when he's not in the game, we're terrible up the middle. I'm going to say we're not great. Okay. I'm trying to be nicer to Lancaster and Lowry and all the That's boys. That's true. That's true. Because the boys have been picking their game They've up. They've been doing better. But, yeah, there's definitely a drop-off when he's out of the game. Without a doubt. I mean, he's one of the best at his position. And he's been coming up a lot more this year, I think, really making those impact plays. Late in the game, they were driving. The Rams were driving. And they were down by, what, 10? Mm-hmm. And it was like third and one. Obvious passing situation. And they run a draw, just like a little simple handoff to the running back, for those of you who don't know. And 99 times out of 100, especially because we're playing, you know, relaxed defense. Right, playing back a little bit. He runs and easily gets it. But no, guess who stops him and throws him back two yards? Your boy, Kenny Clark. Love it. Love it. It's just so good to see this defense kind of come together. It feels so good. And oh, by the way, if you didn't know, we're still missing one of the best corners in football. And we're still missing one of the best pass rushers in football. I was going to say the best corner in football. And we're still missing. Even Jonathan Darvin, I was, I was sad to see him not out there. Me too. He, um, I realized that when I was watching and I saw LaShawn Hamilton playing. Mm. Yeah, he's That'll trash. do it. I don't want to see him. Let's, <laughs> let's get Garvin back. Let's get Garvin. Speaking of defense and injuries, so Savage is okay. Yeah. After the, the cheap shot on the onside kick. Mr. Devondre Campbell, however, has tested positive for COVID. Yes. Uh, great timing. You don't want to say that, but. It is convenient timing. I will definitely agree there. But as always with COVID, I got to give my spiel. Hope he's okay. His family's okay. Absolutely. First and foremost. All that stuff. But person, not a player. If we're talking about the player side, though, which we'll go back to that. He should not miss time. No, I imagine not, unless there's some sort of complication or, or something. I think he should be okay. He's 
I mean, he's literally an NFL athlete. Most guys are A-OK after it. But time will tell. Time will tell. Any other takeaways from the game, Mr. Mueller? I feel like we probably have to bring up special teams. I don't want to. I don't particularly want to talk about Mason Crosby missing a field goal and yet another muff punt. Well, we can talk about the forced muff, fumble, whatever, by Henry Black. That's a positive thing. That was a positive. That was a positive. Henry Black of all people. Henry Black. Chris Barnes coming up with it. Loved that. That was great. I feel like they're kind of a pairing. Henry. Like they're both heavy hitters. They're both. They are. I mean, I guess Barnes. Well, I guess they both play on defense, but they feel like they're kind of special teamers. They just play with a lot of heart, a lot of effort. They do. Blue collar. So it was fun to see that one of them forced the fumble. The one other one recovered, recovered it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a nice moment. The fact that we put Cobb back there and then he muffed was very disheartening because he's back there for one reason and one reason only. Because he won't muff it. At what point do we put Devontae back there and never have him return it? <laughs> just only fair catches. You know what? I, I joke to my family, just don't put anybody back there. Block it. Go for the pump block every time. And honestly, it feels like that may be a better option because regardless of who's returning them, it feels like we're starting with the ball in our on our own 10-yard line or worse Every single drive, right? Because the ball goes over someone's head, you let it go, whatever, bounce, 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 ends up at the seven. All the time. Might as well just not even put him back there. Chances are, if we go for a block every single time, we'll get it one. We have to get it at some point. Right. I agree. Maybe that could be the NFC title game. Maybe that'd Maybe be good that'd timing. Be nice. That'd be good timing. So that's my vote. My vote is don't even put a returner back there. I don't know who's going to do the little count that they always love showing on TV. Like who counts how many people. I don't know who you do that with. At that point, but just go for the the block every time. If Cobb is out, then I think Malik Taylor becomes active for games. Yeah, he was a returner for a little bit. I don't remember saying anything bad about him. So, granted, he's not going to have a very high ceiling with what he can do at this point. Just catch the ball as a fair catch, and we're happy with you. Correct. And we thought that's what Cobb was doing. Yeah, like I when you said disheartening, I thought that was the perfect word for it. Yeah, it's, it's literally the one reason he's back there is to not do that. He's supposed to be Mr. Sure Hands. Correct. That's why we used to put him back there, not all the time, but we put him back there in big moments of games, even when he wasn't the part returner back in uh, Cobb 1.0 days. OG Cobb. OG Cobb. Uh, because we knew he would never drop it. That's all there is to it. And then he dropped it. You know what's crazy? We usually go around 50 minutes when we talk about two games. Yeah, we're at 54 minutes, folks, and we've only covered our Packers-Rams game. So, thankfully, it is a bye week. It is a bye week. It was a great game. It was a great there game. There was a lot going on. We looked great. Uh, so, I don't feel bad. Oh, I don't feel bad. I don't think our friends in Germany are going to feel bad either. <laughs> I just had to look at it and laugh. Yeah. So, normally at this point, we would go and we'd talk about our next opponent. But not this week. We're going to come back next week. Yep. We will be back after the bye. And we'll preview our game against, I believe it's the Bears. Which could be very interesting, yes. Could be very interesting. So now we're going to take a few minutes, as we have been lately, to expand our our views across the rest of the NFC with the major Correct. players we have to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. So tonight, in about an hour, we'll have the Cowboys and Saints. That's a big game for us. Big game. We have former Packer Taysom Hill getting the starter quarterback for the Saints. There's a, there's a lot of interesting things going on there. Yeah, because obviously Mike McCarthy also has COVID. 
Um, oh, that's right. He does. How yeah. did I almost forget to say and then, that? So you know who the acting head coach is? Wait. So with Mike McCarthy, I need. Oh wait, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything no, about Mike McCarthy. Please don't. Exactly. So, do you know who the acting coach is? Should I know who it is? Ben McAdoo. Ooh, <laughs> that's a name from the past. Ben McAdoo. So there's former, a lot of former former coaches of. The, was he your, your quarterback coach? Yeah, he was. Our, he was our quarterback coach, I believe. And then after 2011, Rogers' crazy season, he went to the Giants and yeah, did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Sounds so look right. at all the the Packer ties there. Look at that. A lot of Packer ties. Uh, I think that it should be obvious to our, our friends at home that as Packer Nation, we should be rooting for the Saints in this game. Without a doubt, for several reasons. One, playoffs. Two, Taysom Hill. Love Taysom Hill. Yeah. Easy decision. Easy. I will never not be upset that we let him go off the practice squad. Yeah, that was a real boneheaded move. It that was. was a. It was. It we, was. You know what? In our off season. We're going to do a list. One of our episodes is going to be a list of the top 10 dumbest Ted Thompson moves. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's going to be a good episode. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Spoiler alert, Justin Harrell. Letting him go? I'm kidding. <laughs> Drafting him. <laughs> Woo, Buster Palooza. Wait, we should have... Was he there for a mod, Carol? Because he would count. Should we have different episodes? Like, but, like draft... Draft busts. Draft busts. Guys that were good that he let go too early. Guys that were bad that he that we just that we kept had on forever. To. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be a long off season. It's gonna be a long off season. You know, there's the draft and stuff, but with this loyal fan base, we gotta keep okay. people coming back. We gotta keep the contact coming. I don't uh, know what Germany would do without us. Nine. <laughs> All right. Other games of importance that we should be keeping an eye on. Vikings play the Lions at, at twelve o'clock. Go Lions, man! Yeah, I want them to honest. win. I just want them to get a win. Kind of wish Tim Boyle was still playing because that was more fun, but he is terrible. Tim Boyle, Tim Boyle handing off to Jamal Williams. It's the Packers backups against it's the Packers <laughs> practice squad coming at you. <laughs> hey, you get Geronimo out there. Oh, it'd be great. I don't know if he's still there. I don't think he is. <laughs> and I feel comfortable with our lead over the Vikings, but like I said, in this little yeah, spot, guys, worried. I just want to go over the games that yeah. have some implication. Right. For our Packers and kind of guide division you on. Division or, or otherwise. Division or playoff seating. Because as we've learned, you know, half the time when we have to go somewhere, we don't show up. Yeah, it doesn't go great. Mm, no. So the Bears play the Cardinals, which is a, a real, big one. It's a real big game because the Cardinals are a half a game ahead of us since we beat them. Correct. But they still have to lose a game. Right. They have to lose when they have to keep winning. Right. Kyler Murray's probably back, which I think may bode well for who they're playing because the fighting Colt McCoys were definitely something. They were undefeated. They were. And if we remember the last time Kyler Murray played against a certain Green Bay Packer team, they took the L, didn't they, Exactly. Luke? So Colt McCoy is the better quarterback is what we just learned. Yeah, kind of crazy. The Cardinals are better without Colt McCoy or without Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Weird. Okay, we don't actually believe that, no, folks. We're being not. sarcastic, just to be clear. The Fighting Colt McCoys will live on Such forever. Such a good name. I love it. And McCoy is just like a Western name, like an outlaw, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're out there. His name's Colt, went to Texas. Like, it's it's, a, it's perfect. Wonderful. Absolutely perfect. So, I guess, yeah, we got a roof for the Bears. And I'm trying to rationalize this by not just playoffs, right? Because sometimes okay. that's not good enough. 
for me in my heart. Well, that's good enough for me, but go on, Luke. Tell me more. I want the Bears to do terrible, right? That's always the goal. So, but that doesn't always necessarily mean wins and losses. Sometimes a win can be a bad win, right? If it if it makes your draft position worse, but you're still a terrible team, if it creates turmoil within the team. And I think a win against the Cardinals could do both of those things. Last time I checked, Andy Dalton was taking the starting reps in practice. Justin Fields has cracked ribs. Probably not smart to trot about against the Cardinals. Especially Chandler Jones. Yeah, probably not the best idea. Nope. So if they start Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton goes out there, beats Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Because we know he couldn't beat the fighting Colt McCoys, obviously. Couldn't do it. So if he goes out and beats Kyler Murray. Red Rifle can't beat the McCoys. Nope. No way. <laughs> if he goes out there and beats the Cardinals, I think just mass hysteria could could ensue in Chicago, and it would be glorious. Because it would hurt their potential draft position. They're obviously not making the playoffs. And it's also the guy that everybody wanted benched so they could see the young kid, who didn't do great, played better. Like, their offense looks better with Andy Dalton. I don't think that means... Clearly, Justin Fields is the future. He has everything he wanted a quarterback. He's probably going to be really good. He's going to annoy us the crap out of us for a decade. But their offense looks a lot better with Andy Dalton. And Bears fans don't want to hear or see that. No, of course they don't. So I'm rooting for chaos to ensue. Speaking of chaos, let me add a little wrinkle there. Okay. Bears beat the Cardinals. Yeah. Maybe they come out. And find another few sneaky wins. Not against us, but against other teams. Mm -hmm. But a big win against one of the top teams in the NFL. Yep. Nagy. Nagy. Exactly. Nagy stays for another year. And we all want that as Packer fans. Which, you know, even with the potential dip in success for us next year, we get another year in Nagy, we get two more wins. Yep. I'm here for it. That is guaranteed. All right. So uh, let's go, Bears. Bear, you can do bear it. Bear down. I'll even say it. Let's do it. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. Brush my teeth before I drive home tonight. Jesus. All right. What other games matter? So, uh, Jay, Bucks, Falcons. Bucks, Falcons. Bucks, Falcons. Go, Falcons. Big one there. All the reasons, essentially. Yeah. We, we don't. A, don't like the Buccaneers. No. B, can't go to Tampa. No. Bad things mm. happen. Or just the state of Florida in general. Yeah, we just don't like Florida. It's not for us. It's Even humid. games against the Dolphins in the years past, like we didn't, we don't blow them out of the water. No. Yeah, I know. I see what you did there. Oh, I I didn't <laughs> even do it, but thank you for picking up on a pun that I made. We, we don't like the humidity, so we're just gonna stay out of the state of Florida. No problem. Go Falcons. Yeah, they're probably not gonna do anything unless they just feed Cordell Patterson, which has been their game plan, which is has been very interesting this year. It's like, did no one else think of this ever? And because Cordell Patterson has been on a lot of teams. I mean, the Patriots kind of did. The Bears definitely didn't. Listen, the Patriots. He played, he kind of did this on the Patriots. To a I don't extent. remember him being on the Patriots. I remember yeah. Vikings and Bears. I think it was between the two. Okay. Because the Vikings, they didn't really use him for anything. Maybe he wasn't up to doing anything else. He's just the, the return guy. Incredible returner, by the way. But yeah, I mean, he's. He's out there. He's their best wide receiver at this point. He's their best running back. Apparently, he's like their second or third best safety, according to the depth chart. Well, if you think about it, Julio, Julio's gone on the Titans, and then Ridley also left for mental health right, reasons. Right, so it's Kyle Pitts, and that's it. And Zacchaeus, whatever his name is, and that's it. Yeah, that's all he got. 
But yes, let's not jump over the fact that he is apparently third string safety. Yeah. Which the coach said as a joke, but he's actually third string safety. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. I hope we see it, honestly. I'm hoping it's for the joke, Let's but go it both would ways. be entertaining to see. Let's go both ways. Can we get a little, like little Gronkowski action at safety That'd if you remember amazing. that? I do. It'd be amazing. It's hilarious to watch. It was. I feel like Cordell Patterson may be a little bit better. The reference for those of you who are having no idea what we're talking about, was it two or three years back when Gronk was still playing, when Tom yeah. Brady was still on the Patriots? Yeah. They had a barn burner against Miami, and with like seven seconds to go, it was a Hail Mary attempt, but it wasn't a Hail Mary. It was like a lateral game for the Dolphins. Thinking it was going to be a Hail Mary, Bill Belichick put Rob Gronkowski back at safety. Right, which like they used to do all the time in Detroit with Megatron and stuff like that. I've seen Randy Moss do it. Because yeah. like, what do those guys do? They're big and they go up and catch the ball. Useful. It makes sense, right? Until with all the laterals and misdirection and whatnot, it was... Rob Gronkowski was the last line of defense against a speedy Kenyon Drake running back for the Dolphins, and Gronk did not take the proper angle and looked pretty stupid doing it. There's a reason he plays offense. Yeah, there's a reason he's tight end. So there's your, there's your explanation on the reference, folks. We have Jags and Rams at 3 o'clock. I mean, obviously we want the Jags to win. That's probably not going to happen. Probably not, but they beat your Bills, so anything is possible. Nine, Why six. do you have to say unkind things? <laughs> it was just Josh Allen was Josh Allen, man. He was all messed up. He's like, I'm playing myself. I'm so confused. <laughs> he was definitely the worst one there. Although Urban Meyer did come out this week and say he's not going to take any college head coaching jobs, that he's all invested in turning the Jags around. So maybe, Which is a terrible thing for the Jags. Maybe that'll inspire them. Yeah, it's not going to inspire anything. It's probably not. He's terrible. I can try to be helpful. As a person and, and a coach. Yeah, that video of him at the bar. Oof. Anyways, 49ers Seahawks. I'm going to say not great, but continue. Uh, yeah, 49ers Seahawks. Go. Eh, eh, don't really care, I'm honestly. Kind of hit both of these teams, right? Yeah, I mean, I prefer the 49ers for a couple reasons. Um, you got Jimmy Garoppolo from Rolling Meadows. You got Jimmy Ward, former NIU Husky. So we, we got some ties there. Plus, they're not the sea chickens. So that automatically makes them better. We need to work about doing the whole own thing. I didn't say own. If, if you pay attention, you're, I didn't say own. You're on that vibe, though, for other teams. Other teams that have beaten us in the playoffs. Hey, I moved from Rolling Meadows to Palatine when I was young. I could have played with Jimmy Garoppolo. Could he, have happened. He could have played with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate you. that. I got you, co-host. Don't worry about it. But yeah, that's uh, that's something we need to work out. Because I don't, I don't really love that. I didn't say own. Anyways. I just I can't root for the Seahawks. Can't do it. 49ers do not matter enough to me in the playoffs. To... Who has the higher ceiling? Who are you more scared of in the playoffs? Is it is it the Seahawks just because Russ will do some bull and beat us somehow? Or is the, the emergence is of Debo? Yeah, with Debo, Debo being running back one, but not... Yeah, whatever they're doing, it's scary i don't like it i mean i do like it but i don't want to play it i'm less scared than i would have been in years past but it's still not a matchup i would look forward to no not at all not at all but that's okay so yeah it's pretty much all the games that that really mattered to us from our perspective obviously there's some good ones your bills and the patriots that'll be a good game looking forward to that i feel like patriots are taking over the afc which is hilarious mac jones 
The boy can ball, man. It looks like Tom Brady. It's exactly like Tom Brady. All over again. Yeah. Subpar weapons around him. Really good defense. Making Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers look like stud receivers. I just... I. You know the Bills are my number two team. I don't trust them in this spot. I would be I'd be better than the Patriots for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd probably agree. I'm gonna root for the Bills, without a doubt. But we'll see. Should be a good game. Looking forward to it. But the season ended today. I'd be picking the Patriots to come out of the AFC. Yeah, AFC doesn't look good this year. No, it really doesn't. I think that the NFC is much more top heavy. Bills are super inconsistent. Chiefs are whatever they're doing. Ravens. I mean, we'll get a chance to see them, but they're a Dude, good team. Five interceptions from Lamar. They're more, even more banged up than we are. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I still feel like they have no receivers. Marquise Brown sometimes. Uh, Rashad Bateman sometimes. He's stepping up. When I think of the receivers, I literally just think of the word sometimes. <laughs> I think that's Lamar's fault, not necessarily their fault. Uh, and maybe the Bengals get get on another streak because yeah. they they got some pieces. They got some pieces. I'm not too scared of them though. As long as Mason doesn't miss like 12 kicks when we play them in the Super Bowl, we'll be all right. He needs to figure this out. Yeah, I and know. we're we're it's running out of nervous. season here really quick. It's making me nervous. Yeah, because he's your guy. Okay, I don't know if he's my no, guy. Out of the two of us, he's definitely your guy. Oh, that, that's for Silver sure. Fox, Silver Fox, all this stuff. So when he messes up, it's on you, right? If Marquez <laughs> or Josiah or Henry Black or any of those guys, they do something dumb, it's on me. And that's fine. I can take that. I feel like I have a much higher risk-reward thing going on with my guys. Do you? I mean, I, Mason okay, Crosby is single, like... So Mason, yes. But then, yeah. like, the rest of them? No, the rest of them, yeah, no. Like, Lowry, no. Lancaster... The boys, right? I feel yeah. like your boys are all in the McHenry's Naperville's own vibe. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. We already lost Robert Tunyon, so he's we not going to do anything bad the rest of the season. R.I.P. R.I.P. Big loss there. But yes, definitely the most impactful one of our boys the, the is, is the Silver Fox, which again. I got faith in him. I don't think I actually have faith in him, but I'm just going to keep telling myself I have faith in him. I'm glad I didn't forget this. The first field goal that went through, because, mm-hmm. you know, they have those angles now where they put you behind the kicker. Yep. I swear to God, it went, like, in it and did. out three times. It did. That thing was hovering there. It was just flowing back and forth. Crazy how many times you can go back and forth in it the is. few seconds it takes for it, it to is. get to the... Field goals are wild. Field goals of Mason Crosby are wild. <laughs> They don't have to be. I'm hoping hoping our boy gets it together this week. Not this week. Well, I do hope he gets it together this week. He's got a week to figure it out. If we're in the playoffs and games come down to kicks. I don't feel great. The level of stress I'm gonna have is gonna be it's very gonna be through the roof. Very unhealthy. Through the roof. Speaking of through the roof, we're at an hour and eleven minutes. Yeah. So I think we should probably call it here. Probably. Unless you have anything else riveting to say. No, I expected this to be a shorter episode since, but nope, that's okay. It's okay. We got a lot to talk about. We did. Like we said, it was a great win. Mm-hmm. Some people have requested that we talk a little bit more about other teams in the NFL, not yeah. just our boys. So we got out and did that today. Giving the people what they want. If you liked it, if you didn't, like we said, if you have questions, send us an email, southofthecheddarcurtain at gmail.com. Until next time. 
Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.